the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha, your source for real estate market updates and strategies and answers to your real estate lending questions. Now, to provide you with insight and help you navigate the constantly changing world of real estate lending, here's your host, financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. Good afternoon, Bay Area. Misha Dimitrek here, NMLS 694427. I am the branch manager and senior loan originator out of the sunny Santa Cruz office. Here with you, as always, to bring to you strategy. Difference in opinion, technique on how to get yourselves prepared for this ever-changing market, and information about how to continuously strive to achieve your individual goals. Everyone has a different goal in life. Some have yet to define their goals. Um, Lots of people gave me a call over this last week to talk about last week's challenge, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, Some of you have very specific goals and the ability to have someone walk your goal plan with you and come up with a different strategy is not so much Monday morning quarterbacking, but it's acquiring a team of advisors. And so this show is specifically here to present you with options and information. And as I always say, education that you deserve and you need to make informed decisions that you feel good about. When the transaction is concluded, you need to be certain that you understand the steps that you took, the loan that you have acquired, and the plan going forward. And you need to be comfortable with it so that you've understand where to look to make change, how to make improvement, and how this plays into the bigger picture in your life. I have been blessed to be part of home lending for the last 26 full years. I'm working on my 27th year in this industry, and it is incredible. It is nothing if not in a constant state of flux. And that means that people who immerse themselves in it day in and day out have a wide range of experience. Because if you've been in this industry for that long, you have seen a multitude of shifts, economic, political, many other aspects of the world have come into play. And you see how they all affect home lending, they affect home ownership, and they affect you as the consumers in when and where and how, and if you go about making the selection to get into real estate investing, whether it's for your own personal benefit or for an investment purpose as if it was a business. What we're seeing now is people who are have a mix, I suppose is the right way to put it, of people on the fence, people coming back around, and people still waiting because they might be in the position of to not have seen an ec- economic downturn that comes back around and things get better again. So I'm here to remind you 
for any of you who need information or if you need customized guidance on something to please reach out to me and let me know how I can be of support. My phone number is area code 831-435-0385 and my email m-e-s-h-a at essexmortgage.com. You can also find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. Last week's challenge for those of you who listen to the show regularly, uh, we do a weekly challenge. Last week's challenge was finding out if your credit is helping or hurting your position. And it really triggered a lot of response. And so we're going to go over a few of them here because I think there, there's always some gems in there that I find are really important to share with the greater public because it's generally a, a notion in there that is gen- understood by groups of people, not just an individual, not just a one-off, but it leads you down the wrong path. The first caller that I'm going to talk about was Meredith. And Meredith was looking at co-signing. Now, Meredith was looking at buying a property with her elderly father. Uh, elder, Her mother had just passed. And uh, her father had said he was having trouble keeping up with the bills without the mother's income. And so they, the kids decided to rally around and say, okay, we, we need to help pay the bills until we can get the house sold. And then the plan was that Meredith was going to buy with her father with the proceeds of the sale of the house that they'd owned for 20 years. Now, the father was reluctant to get on the phone. He said he was really challenging for him emotionally. And um, you know, I kept prodding Meredith saying, we, we need him to be an active participant in this because uh, you know, there's pieces to the puzzle that I, I kept asking and there, there weren't answers for. Uh, get into contract, the property is about to close on the sale of that property. And they begin looking at where they're going to go. Now, they're late in the game to do this. They don't have a plan and the property is selling very soon. And it comes out after we do credit pulls and and formal applications that there's almost no money coming from the sale of the property because of A, the type of financing that was done originally, afforded them 10 years of interest only. B, the loan was then modified and none of the children knew this. The parents never talked about it. And C, there's now credit defects that we cannot get around. And the entire opportunity for them to purchase goes down the drain until they repair or wait out some of the derogatory credit until they save more money, until they get the dad's paperwork in line. So she thought she was doing a, a fantastic thing by buddying up with family in order to make the next step happen for them. And in the long run, it turned out to be a very eye-opening situation because there wasn't transparency about what was happening on both sides of that financial equation. Now, when we uncovered certain things, um, as we went through the call, Meredith was saying, well, I, I don't really understand how that could have come about. And I would present scenarios where that would be possible. And then she provided me with some of the paperwork that really solidified the situation for her father and and what was happening there. And then we had another conversation to sort of wrap that up and talk about what needs to be done in the interim. But the lack of transparency and the willingness to allow someone to co-sign with you, when you are offered a co-signer, that person's credit is now tied to your credit. That person's payment history is tied to your future abilities because of the fact that if they defaulted on a payment and let's say that the 
invoice or the bill went to them. And they, the plan was you gave them money and they were to pay it. If they didn't make the payments in the past, the opportunity for that payment to get challenged or put aside or put off has greater potential going forward. If you are looking to join credit forces with someone in order to make any type of financial situation happen, I can really advise you, go to annual credit report. Provide each other with the paperwork that shows this is my credit history. This is my profile. Let's look at yours. We need to understand if you've had any issues, I need to take ownership of this payment so that we can both make sure that it's paid on time so that we avoid this. If we have the ability to take out any extra credit um, based on the situation, know in advance who it is that you are aligning yourself with and ask those tough questions and make sure that if you get any resistance from somebody who is saying that they can't provide the information that you need or they're not willing to have a conversation that needs to be had, that those are flags and take those, no matter who is sending up those flags, take those for what they are. The opportunity for you to work with a professional and have that professional try to extract that information. Likewise, if they, that professional is communicating and they're not able to get that information back, that needs to be viewed as a sign. And I really encourage you to leverage the professional. I can't tell you how many times I play the bad guy in it because I'm asking for the specific documentation or an explanation of a scenario that is required for the transaction. And it's uncomfortable, absolutely, because most of the time when something is not in a great light, people don't feel good about it and they don't want to have that conversation willingly. But leveraging your professional partners to get the information together is definitely the best case for you. And then you can work on the relationship aspect of things of why you weren't told these types of things in advance. Because now the situation is Meredith and her father both have to go find somewhere else to live because they had given notice and planned to make this purchase and, and go move in together. And now they have an entirely different set of circumstances. So, um, you know, please, when you consider joining your finances with someone, make sure you have an understanding of what their current financial situation is. Explore the documentation together and openly and leverage your professionals to get all of the facts out onto the table. I had a great conversation with Arik about consolidating debt. Uh, we had talked about this a few weeks back in looking to combine any high balance credit card into a fixed rate payment on an installment loan. Arik was able to take the balances of two and a half cards and put them onto one fixed rate loan. The payment is nearly half of what he was paying in interest on his uh, revolving credit cards. And he can see that his credit score has already been positively impacted by consolidating that debt into an installment loan. He frees up the credit on his revolving cards, meaning that he has more access to debt. And once he has multiple months of payments, typically in the seventh month after you open a new account, you will see a huge boom in your credit score. Reason why it's seven months is because it's six months of on-time payments. And effectively the first month you don't make a payment. So um, Arika is very, very excited and looking forward to the opportunity of applying this again when he sees another you know, 0% offer or another low fixed rate offer to be able to massage his credit into the best position possible. Very excited for you, Arik. Now, Nicole called because she is looking at making an acquisition after she graduates and she's hoping to finish 
up with her degree here in the spring. And she said, I'm, I'm going forward with pre-approval right now because I want to be certain of my position and see if there's anything that I need to do in order to be prepared. When we pulled Nicole's credit, she has been added to her parents' credit accounts as an authorized signer. All this time, it was generating a score for her, but she wasn't aware that without any credit of her own, that that could be detrimental to her in the buying process. So the fact that she was hoping to, uh, she's at an internship and already has a job offer lined up for once she gets her degree, she was hoping to be rapid succession, graduation, job offer, begin the job, buy in her first home. Now she knows that she needs to open and take out debt in her own name with her own social security number. Those authorized user accounts are going to aid her in getting that credit in her own name because she has a depth of history. But for the mortgage industry, she needs to have her own debt. It can't just be authorized signer on someone else's accounts. Sometimes, even in the process, people are asked to remove, be removed from an authorized user status because that account is something that they are not supposed to be paying on as an authorized user. But that account is also falsely inflating their credit score. Now, I don't advise that, and I have definitely fought that when it's been a condition on loans before, um, because removing yourself as an authorized signer will automatically diminish your credit score because it diminishes the amount of credit available to you. But Nicole was really excited to learn what it is that she needs to do because she now has the time to get herself in the perfect position to achieve her goals. If you are looking to achieve your goals for this year, and one of those is to either buy a home, refinance a property, leverage a property that you have, or prepare yourself for the next step in your financial endeavors, I would love to hear from you. 831-435-0385 or M-E-S-H-A at EssexMortgage.com. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a moment. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha with financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. All right, Bay Area. We are back and talking now about the rate environment. For anyone who's in the market for a loan or looking to make a purchase here in the future, watching what's going on at the rate environment has made people sick. It's been nauseating. It's been impressive to watch how quickly rates skyrocketed uh, and how slowly they come back into what is a desirable position. What we've seen right now is that rates are at a four-month low, and the indications are that inflation is declining, but conservatives are saying, wait for more data to be produced. We're still very early in the first quarter. We have yet to receive a lot of the true numbers from the fourth quarter, and though globally, it seems as though applying that high interest figure in order to stifle all of the inflation is working. Globally, there's still a lot of hesitation to say that inflation is back within range. And so the the idea here is that we're seeing a sort of waffling in interest rates. It's not jumping. It's not diving. Right now, it's just sort of maintaining. And with not very much information coming out this week in order to send rates in one direction or the other in U.S. economy, they're looking at international economic economic situations to bring in more opinion on the matter. Now, that's pretty far reaching to have to think about what's going on in other countries and how they are understanding their own inflation and their own economics. 
we have an entirely different housing market than the rest of the world. And primarily, the fixed rate mortgage is one of the biggest booms that the U.S. gets to enjoy. Lots of other countries only have adjustable rate loans when it comes to a mortgage, and their interest rates are higher than what we are experiencing. Now, that doesn't mean that their markets are better or worse. It's just a different market and a different way of going about running their economy. We have the challenge here of keeping stress and anxiety at bay for people who believe that we are headed for a market crash or implosion. For anyone who's gone out shopping for eggs or milk or poultry over the last few months has been feeling that in their wallet. If you have been to the pump, you are seeing those numbers come down, but not in the same rate that we would all like to. But we are seeing cost still high, supply chain issues still in play, and an ongoing understanding of how the global economic situation impacts us here at home. So most of the people who are the experts out there on the economy are saying that they see the trend for inflation to come back into line, but not. I don't see any reports of yet of someone declaring that inflation is under rain and therefore we should experience lower interest rates. Anyone who was around in the 80s knows that the hesitation with the Fed in letting go of inflation before they're really certain that it's in check is that they don't want a, a runaway train situation and um, you know it's, these are not high rates by standards that we were experiencing in the 80s. I know for some of you, the 80s feels like a really, really long time ago. Historically, it's not that far off, and the interest rates were astronomical at that time. So let's have a conversation today about optimism, about how to prepare for the best plan for the ideal that you would like to achieve. Plan for the goal that you want to be yours and find your way to those successful points. There will be shifts along the way, particularly when it's a big goal, particularly when it's a long-term goal. You're going to have to massage this and you're going to have to know how to pivot. So one of the things that I like to do with my clients is once we take in their application and they provide all of their data, they provide all of their documentation, we take a look at what's the best opportunity for them right now taking into consideration the market that is. Because let's say they found a property tomorrow. They wouldn't be able to say, gosh, I really would have liked six months ago rates. I mean, they can say that, but there's no opportunity to ob obtain that rate. And so it doesn't make sense to focus on what was. When we look at what is, we can talk about all of the possibilities. And I assure you, ladies and gentlemen, there are still tremendous possibilities here in the Bay Area and in real estate as a whole. While we are seeing prices coming down and we are seeing price reductions for properties that have been listed for longer periods of time, we're seeing properties listed now coming in with realistic price points that we're understanding that sellers know they're in a different market than they were last year. And they are, for the most part, following the advice of their professionals. When it comes to financing these, one of the challenges that people hear is that they're having so much conversation with varying people throughout their lives that they sort of get information overload and paralysis of analysis. They can't move forward because they're stuck thinking about what this person said, which contradicted what this person said, and they just don't know which way to go. I had a great conversation with Tiffany the other day about how her dad said she had to save 20% down because she needed to avoid mortgage insurance. 
and that that was the only way to make the purchase. Her cousin had just made a purchase and only had 5% of their own money and is happily living in their own home. Tiffany and I weighed out the opportunities and weighed out the understanding that there is still market appreciation to be had. And there is the, the security of owning your own home, having your own place, and not having to be subject to any longer. And so that was something that you know, she really focused on. Why was she looking to make a purchase? Was it just because somebody else was doing it? Was it because that was going to bring her a life enjoyment? And could she financially manage the payment? We walked through all of it, and she has now put in an offer to buy her first home. So please, if you have a question, reach out. Let's walk through it with information. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back again in just a few. It's Mortgage Matters with Misha. Once again, here's Misha Dimitruk. As we were talking about before we went to break, I am seeing more buyer excitement. And Tiffany was just one of those cases where when we walked through the conversation points that she had been having with far too many people, honestly, um, she really got back to the root of what was her goal? What was the reason behind why she what she was doing? And did the finances make sense? And then she went back to the original emotion of being excited. I'm talking with buyers left and right who are saying, I'm, I'm excited that prices are coming down. And I'm excited that that not only impacts my price, but also my taxes. Now, that's not the set of circumstances across the country. Not every state applies their property tax based on purchase price. But in California, that is how it's handled. Most of the time we calculate property tax, we anticipate until there's a specific tax bill issued on a property, 1.25% of the purchase price. Now, most of the time that falls right in line. Uh, there's only been, I think in the last year or so, there's only been one or two communities that actually that factor was only slightly higher than. And it really comes down to school measures, different bonds, things that are voted in uh, for local governments. But the concept here is, a purchase price of 1.25 million at 1.25% of that price would result in a annual tax bill of $13,750. That's $1,145 a month. I can't tell you how many times people have said, you know, Misha, I don't like your property taxes. They're very high. I'm looking at the ad online and it says the property taxes are much, much lower. The taxes you see listed on a property for sale are the current owner's tax basis. That is based on when they purchased it. So the longer they've owned the home, the lower that bill will be. I do not have taxes. You don't pay any taxes to me directly. My estimate of taxes is based on how taxes are calculated going forward. So please know when you're looking at those listings online that the tax that you see should not be taken into consideration. That is not the tax that you will be paying on the property. Um, but in looking at prices coming down, that, uh, that same type of purchase in that same neighborhood, if you were buying at $900,000, would be $11,875 and would warrant a monthly tax of $989.58. So not gigantic savings, but savings that does add up. If you're looking at you know almost $200 a month in pocket benefit, that is going to help offset your tax it's going to, excuse me, your, your gas bill, your water bill, your electric bill, your sewer bill, any money saved 
is of benefit to you when you own a home. It can be towards your future fund of what it is you'd like to do with the house in the long run. It can be towards a new paint the fence party. Whatever it is that you are finding the opportunity in and the joy in and the excitement in, and that's where buyers are at right now, is saying, well, last year, if I had bought this home, um, I would be in this position. Now, they readily understand that they didn't get into contract and they've put that behind them because they're in the market that is now. And they're still excited about the opportunity to create stability, to create their own sanctuary within a home, to maybe decide that they want to offset expenses. I had a client who came to me and said, I can afford more house than I want, but I want to be able to have something that I can rent out and create an accessory dwelling unit at my house and have a separate space that can be rented and help offset my expenses. It's a great opportunity for people to get really comfortable with a payment and have them bring in an extra influx of cash. So for those, particularly the downgrading and downsizing buyers and the young buyers who are just stepping in now and thinking that they would not like to just buy a one bedroom, one bath, even though that's the price point that they could really most comfortably afford, that that is limiting for them. They don't have the ability to rent out a secondary bedroom should they need the money or should they choose to bring in that cash influx to offset their own expenses. In the instance that they buy up in-house and have more space to be able to share around, they have the ability to make money where that is going to support them and their ability to move forward. I have a client right now who bought a house with a two-car garage, but he doesn't own a car. He rented out the garage and he rents it out happily. He doesn't participate in it at all. There's a deadbolt on the inside of his house. Should he ever need to get to it? It's not a permanent thing. And he's bringing in a good amount of money and he's comfortable with the payment and this opportunity to rent out his garage. So in the Bay Area for decades, it's been about thinking outside the box. It is not just about getting to your 20% down, you know, your, your lowest interest rate possible, the standard full documentation loan. For as long as I have been in lending, the Bay Area has needed more creative structures and creative thinking to allow people to get to that comfort position where they can make either their initial buy or their subsequent buy or the smartest buy possible for them in the moment. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a few. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha with financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. All right. Investors, when we see prices coming down, one of the great benefits that investors have right now is if they sat on cash, they have the ability to capitalize where others do not and others are subject to leveraging. We are seeing, again, in the market, cash offers, foreign buyers, and the ability for people to not be as impacted by their required financing as they would have thought. And this is sort of opening the door for the investor pool again. So I always like to highlight that we have a tremendous amount of opportunities for investors. And whether this is a property within the state of California or outside, these loans are available to you. So if you have been looking in California and you're still thinking, the price point is very high and you know I don't have the ability to capture here, don't discount yourself 100%. The opportunity for you to own in a market that is up and coming and markets that are doing well 
is still available when you look outside California and even in less populated areas than the Bay Area. We were seeing a very large influx of people making a migration away from bigger cities and to the outer lying areas, to the Sierras, far north and into the Central Valley to get to a place where they were finding a price point that would work for their day-to-day budget. When it comes to being an investor, finding a property that's in a market that's going to have steady rental opportunity is the number one focus that I'd like my clients to, to take a look at. Will this always have a rental pool for you to fill? And if you're looking at rural markets or if you're looking at you know, far away places that don't have infrastructure within that town or even a commutable distance, you're probably slimming your rental pool without thinking about it. Now, if you have a specific party that you're going to be renting to and you know that it's for a specific purpose, that's a different set of circumstances. I do get those calls from time to time. Um, but when you're talking about being an investor and renting this property in order to pay the expenses on the property and turn a profit, the opportunity is still available to you. And that's absolutely something I support buyers doing day in and day out. I'm here to help people become a successful landlord and to structure that so that they achieve their goal, they meet all of their financial obligations, and that it's a comfortable experience for them. So in that, we want to focus again on the opportunities available to buyers who are purchasing a property for investment purposes. There is no ability to repay rule held when you are financing an investment property. It is sort of the sticking point in primary residence and second homes is that they do require by regulation, the ability to show you can repay the borrowed funds. That is not the circumstances when you're an investor, and therefore there are many more opportunities. Primarily focused right now is the debt service loan. And that is a great opportunity, whether you are a first-time investor or you have a tremendous portfolio. The reason being, it allows us to pinpoint that one transaction and minimize all of the rest of your portfolio or lack thereof. When a debt service loan is taken out, it's really about a qualifying credit score. It is about showing that you have reserves, generally six months of the projected principal interest taxes and insurance on the property that we are financing and showing what the set of circumstances is with their current residents. Are they renting? Do they own? What is the circumstances there? Then the property qualifies. There's an appraisal done on the property to determine the market value. As long as that appraisal comes in at the purchase price and the property can then receive a market rent analysis. Now, that market rent analysis does not have to cover the entire expense for the property. The better factor of coverage that we are able to achieve with that market rent analysis, the better the interest rate that you are privileged to. But that doesn't, if it doesn't meet 100% of the required payment, it doesn't mean that you have no deal. And there are varying factors throughout the market, some as low as 75% of the monthly payment. Uh, now, obviously, the more coverage of the payment that you have, the better the interest rate. If you have 125% of the projected rents coming in in form of rent mar monthly rental, you have the ability to achieve a lower interest rate. These types of loans are specifically designed to understand that you know that your debt is going to cover the expenses there. Now, that's not talking about you know anything catastrophic with the property or any type of upgrades to it. It's just about managing the monthly expense, the principal and interest, the taxes, and the insurance. 
Now, in all circumstances, investors need to have sufficient insurance to cover the dwelling and loss of rent coverage to make sure that should their property not be eligible for renting for whatever reason happens in the market, that they still are bringing in enough money to cover those expenses. I had a conversation with a gentleman the other day about his rental property. He has a single family home and an accessory dwelling unit. And both of those properties could rent separately. But the concept that he's looking at is making one into a vacation rental and one into a long-term rental. He has the ability to do that in the jurisdiction that he is in. Now, the vacation rental will make him exponentially more money than the long-term rental because it's rented at a larger daily rate. But it will not carry him because it's going to not rent 365 days out of the year. So he has to blend that and he has to be smart about it. And so in conversation with clients about their vacation rentals or about their investment properties, we always want to talk about what are the market rents in those areas and are you setting yourself up for success or failure? The opportunity in those debt service loans is to provide you with lots of ability and we can talk more about that when you give me a call. 831-435-0385. We'll take a break and be back in just a few. It's Mortgage Matters with Misha. Once again, here's Misha Dimitruk. All right. We are to my favorite part of the show. For anybody who listens to this show regularly, you know that the weekly challenge is definitely my favorite part because it gets me in communication with all of you, our listeners. And I am grateful for your communication, whether you're just sharing a story, whether you're giving me your perspective, whether you're asking a question or whether you're making a statement based on how you feel my show impacts the community. I want to thank you for your words. And I know I have some emails to respond to after last week's show that I'm I'm working on still, but I will get to you, everybody. Um, I want to take this moment to talk with those clients who are looking at refinancing. Now, if you've purchased your home in the last few years and you did not put 20% down at the time and you're paying mortgage insurance right now, with values still high, the opportunity for you to refinance and get out of mortgage insurance might be available to you, even if you took a higher interest rate than you have right now. Whether or not that's a good deal for you or advisable really comes down to the type of loan that you have. If you took out an FHA loan and you put less than 10% down, your loan has mortgage insurance for life, meaning as long as you have that loan, you will be paying mortgage insurance. If you are earning over $109,000 combined, mortgage insurance is no part of write-off for you. It was just the benefit that allowed you to get your foot in the door. You would probably be a good candidate to look at refinancing right now. If your credit's in a good place, if the equity has still showing over the last two years that you have gained appreciation, the opportunity for you to refinance and have a smaller monthly payment, even if you have a higher interest rate, is something that you should consider. That mortgage insurance was a key component to you being able to get into the house and own it and begin gaining that appreciation. Let's see if it's still benefiting you in the best ways or if there's another opportunity for you to get out of it. Even again, if you're taking a higher interest rate, and I have conversation with people all the time where we're talking about making these shifts and they get stuck on one piece of it. It is about the overall, and it is about making sure that there are more benefits than not. 
Now, in the refinancing scenarios, I want people to be conscientious about their costs. Oftentimes, if there's lender paid costs, they will tell you that they need you to wait six months, a year in order for you to refinance so that there isn't financial implication for that lender, meaning they paid your costs. And if you turn around and refinance too quickly on them, then they don't, they aren't able to keep what they made on making that loan for you. And they end up in a financial deficit. Most people, when you explain this to them, they don't want to put somebody in a financial hole in order to get to a better place. So having that transparent conversation is really important. Now, how can you avoid that? You can do borrower paid cost. Now you can do the borrower paid cost in two different ways. One, in a refinance, you can increase the loan amount in order to cover those costs. And you roll that into the loan and no money comes out of pocket. Two, you can pay that money in cash at the closing. Right now, a lot of people have been asking about borrower paid costs by way of no point, no cost loans, meaning the interest rate they take is higher and pays the cost of the loan itself. I have been pricing these and trying for people to show them that because rates are at the position that they are, we're not seeing a lot of people, um, investors offering those higher rates that would afford us the ability to pay those costs for them. And what ends up happening is high cost loan scenario where it, it's five points in order to make bridge that gap and cover those costs for them. And that's not something anyone's going to actually end up offering. So we look at the other two options on the table, which is increasing the loan amount in order to cover those costs or paying them in cash. I always encourage people to roll them into the loan amount if that's a possibility for them. Keep your financing with the property rather than trying to pay it in cash and then manage what money came from where. The benefit in that is that the financing carries, the property carries the financing and it's all still tied together. Now, by handling your own expenses, you will not be inhibited when it comes to paying off your loan. Even though there isn't a prepayment penalty, there may be ramifications to the lender who helped you achieve that better financial position. So understanding that will help you feel more confident in what it is that you're doing. But paying those costs and being conscientious that the costs that are being shown to you, if they don't include taxes, if they don't include insurance, If they don't include title company and escrow company fees, if they don't include recording costs, you're not being shown everything. I see a lot of people issuing quotes that are just from the lender's fees, and that might be someplace in the $1,400 to $1,600 range. And people think, oh, that's fantastic. I'll pay that out of the pocket. And then they get to the closing table and they actually owe something more like $4,000 and they're, they're not comfortable with it. They're not excited about it. And they say, where did anyone show me these figures? And unfortunately, it was all electronically signed documents that no one highlighted to them. So again, if you have questions about the transaction that you are in, even if I'm not the originator for you, you can share these things with me and we can talk about what it is that is actually being provided to you, how you can ask pointed questions and how you can get to the end result that you need in the transaction that you are in. I'm here to help you. Um, I would like to point out that this show does broadcast again Wednesdays from 6 to 7 and Sundays from 3 to 4, but you don't have to wait for a re-air of this show in order to get my information or have a conversation with me. I am available to you directly, 831-435-0385 and email M-E-S-H-A at EssexMortgage.com. So 
For those of you who are looking at the prospect of refinancing, give me a call. Let's talk about the benefits. Let's weigh them out for you. There are people who are actually benefiting even in this rate environment. I can hear some of you saying, really? Yes, absolutely. Because they have the ability to get rid of their mortgage insurance while values are still where they are now. And it's something that I encourage everybody to take a look at. There's no commitment to moving forward if the numbers don't align for you. But if you learn your numbers, then you know where your sweet spot is and you can be in a better position for your financial future. It is always a pleasure to serve you here in the Bay Area and to be part of your financial conversation. If there's anything that I can do for you, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I am personally licensed here in California and in Oregon. And within the associates of my company, we can address almost every state in the nation. So your mortgage lending needs are safe here at Essex Mortgage. Be well and stay safe, Bay Area. We'll catch you again next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.